0: This summer, we're bringing you Double Koi Gig.
1: You know what happened? It was that we stopped talking and then people that went down. That was the problem. I needed the motivation (laughs) of you slagging me every week to get good results (laughs)
0: and just imploded without that. Subscribe to the OTB Koi Gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB. A.M. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar.
1: We're going to Jeremy O'Sullivan very, very shortly. You just see the back of the sun today. Ryan's man for Rebels, um, Colm, uh, who's a uh, producer from Cork, he's been doing the sterling work setting up uh, guests in the mornings, but he did set up Jeremy O'Sullivan before this news, so uh, this is very helpful. Pat Ryan was unanimously uh, ratified as Cork senior hurling manager last night. Um... I find the whole Cork thing fascinating known because like you look at the game against uh, Galway they should have won like straightforward Galway should have Galway got out the gate that day should have won um, and then you see how close Galway end up uh, pushing Limerick you see the situation where Clare get a hocking from Kilkenny and like there's a there's a big hurling narrative which we'll talk to you about shortly in terms of Cork is still a very very uh, alluring job for uh, the new for the incumbents and they could be a force obviously
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a hugely attractive one. It's like the uh, one of the biggest jobs in hurling right now. I mean, you've obviously got the traditional three that that Tommy Walsh always talks about. Isn't doesn't he the the Cork, Kilkenny, Tipperary uh, situations? They're going to be three counties that scrutinised get that get scrutinised more than any other. Cork is definitely one of them. The the, the Cork hurlers and Dublin footballers are almost the two most uh, high profile. Setups in the country. I, I might venture um, that we, we might come back to that at a different point because I, I suggested there would be a couple of people who might disagree with that.
1: Yeah, we all know German from via uh, soccer uh, hurling or Gaelic football. Cork people they really really get behind you when you're doing well. It can be difficult when you're not. How are you keeping?
2: Good well, lads. How you doing? Oh well. Um, just firstly,
1: actually, can can I just get your views on on the hurling last weekend? What a weekend we had.
2: Yeah, even though I wanted to, guys, I it was um I, w- I was slow to sit down and watch it, but um I suppose the the gale and me uh, eventually came around to sit <laughs> down watching the watching the couple of games, you know, despite um, yourself. Yeah, just despite myself, just to just to make it even more difficult, just as it does it was starting to, to settle. Um, but you know, we're hurling people, we love hurling, so we uh you know we'll we'll always watch it and we'll always be enthralled and intrigued by what actually happens, you know. On game day, how the four sets of players go out, how they perform, you know, how they put on a show and a spectacle for for the hurling fraternity of the, the, of, the of the country and further afield. And I don't think um, last Saturday, or Sunday was a letdown to down to the game of hurling by any manner of means. You know, it's it obvious,
1: yeah, it's it's obviously just very raw the way you're talking there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I just came in at the end of your conversation there. Like hurling's a game of fine, fine, fine margins. Um, you know, we went out to Galway a number of weeks ago uh, on fine margins, and, and Galway, you know, last Sunday, they'll argue the same case. They did enough opportunities to to, to, to dethr- dethrone Limerick as well. And you know, if you don't take your chances against the against the better opposition, that that's you know, you'll find yourself out of the competition.
1: Just, yeah, and you mentioned that. How many regrets do you have about that game in, in, in some stadium? Because, like, Galway got, got, in my view, they got completely out of jail. It was just one of the, them days where you, you maybe, you hit wise, you hit the ball in the goalie's hand, you missed goal chances. And then that's like, you talk about fine margins, but you, you, how could you not have so many regrets about that? You end up losing by points, and if you have XG and Hurl and Cork win that game comfortably.
2: Yeah, look. If you want to go down the the, the analytical side of it, we had fifty five opportunities in goal, um, which we think took was a twenty three or twenty four of them. So guys, you know you don't need to be a genius or a scientist to work out at. where do we need losing the game was there. Um, is there regrets? Absolutely. Were we disappointed? Absolutely. But you know, on the day our guys gave everything they had. Um, you know, as you said, some of them opportunities didn't come off. There's no one held in bad light because of it. If you look at last, go back, even go back to last Sunday again, Galway had similar, similar opportunities they didn't come off. So look, if you're investing so much time and energy into the game, um, you know, and, and you're at full throttle all the time, when you're trying to execute, these opportunities won't come off all of the time. So... You know, I'm not going to sit here and patronize any of our players or or any of the Galway players or player players or anyone for that matter, because the intensity levels they're working under and the scrutiny they're working under are are ferocious. And of course, there has to be room for, you know, I won't use the word failure, there has to be room for, for, for mistakes to happen within the game because... You know their time on the ball is, is so precious, so little, and the, the intensity and the pressure they're under is, is absolutely—it's incredible. Phenomenal. It's absolutely like if you watch, it's you watch the hurling last Sunday, off the charts. It's, it's unbelievable. Off the charts. Like the
1: hurling, the level of hurling now in terms of the physicality and the fitness, and the, the stats have been borne out. Like watching that game on Sunday was incredible, and like you're talking such fine margins here, like literally
2: split seconds. Oh, guys, it's incredible. Like if you cannot control the ball within one or two seconds and probably Less. move the ball onto the guy in the next position or even have a shot at a, at a score. You're swarmed. You're done. You're done. Two to three second window, like in a game, you know, where the ball can travel faster than any man in the field. It's it's just incredible to think that guys are no condition to be able to, you know, to do what they do over the course of 75, 80 minutes in a game.
0: Uh, Dimmer, can you talk us through the aftermath of that defeat and the decision for Yeza as a management team to step away?
2: Um... Yeah, look. I suppose the aftermath, as, as we alluded, there with go a lot. It's still a bit raw with us. Um, you know the, the, the fact we went out because we believe we made a commitment to our to our squad that we get them back to Crow Park again this year. Um, we fell short on our commitment. It wasn't from the the lack of effort or, or the want of trying because Kieran Kingston is a very very honourable man, and you know he will do everything. Not only for the backroom team, for the group of players, and and unfortunately, yeah, you you know, we felt short, and you know, it'll it'll take a while to you know, to 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 move move on and 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 the memories to to disappear, I suppose. But you know, the aftermath. um, Okay, there was the offer of another of another term. Um, You know, Kieran had has given. 12 13 14 years of his life to to being a selector manager mayor, foreigner, or whatever you want and you know he we, we just felt probably it was, it was
0: time for a new voice so, so the option was there to to hang around next year and it was because he didn't get back to Croke Park it was essentially the, the reason why you, you didn't decide to take them up on that offer for another well, year.
2: no not not essentially no there like, there's probably there's, there's probably other reasons behind it that I'm that I you know I'm not going to share with you guys obviously but ultimately Kieran's decision was look for the sake of for the sake of the option and that year, look, maybe best place someone come in know get a, get a two three year term and start to put their own stamp in it. How hard is that, German though? Because you
1: are literally talking such fine margins here and like it's not an ideal way to go out at all. I mean, Cork are now forgotten about in the championship. We move on and, and so on and so forth. But did you not want that one more chance to kind of put, put right the wrongs of Thurlis?
2: Oh, guys! If, if if we could run that that clock back again to that day, but unfortunately we'll never get that day in our lives back again. Um, yeah, you can go. Look, there's two ways of looking at. it. Yeah, absolutely. Would we have loved to write them wrongs? Um, you know, you look at the other side. Of the client, could go got pear shaped again. You know, could next yeah. year go pear shaped, and we might even get out of monster. Yeah. So look, you, you're you you you're balancing. Um, you know, we we feel we've done. You know, we've left Cork hurling in a healthy position. We we've left a very young squad behind us. And I've no doubt, excuse me, I've no doubt with the with the group of players that are there um, they're more than capable of getting back up in the horse and riding them wrongs for themselves Yeah I I, I actually
1: think like the Galway defence actually managed Limerick in some respects better than they did year running again they just kind of got out of jail that's my point on it Incredible proud to stand with Kieran over the last three years Thank you for everything and staying true to your vision scrutinised to the extreme by those who wore red stood on the line as red so they could remain relevant through various media outlets when they walked the walk exclamation mark exclamation mark General Sullivan, this was your tweet. Uh, the rock on the pitch, the rock off the pitch. There's an awful lot to get through there, and this is your moment to
2: explain that tweet. Oh, guys! I, um, <laughs> have ten hold, minutes of the program, because <laughs> okay, look, it, it's, very sim- it, it's very simple. Right? Social media has now become society, right? And a lot of things are, are, are driven through, are driven through social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But through that, you need to find balance, right? Good luck um, with that. You know, and, and that's impossible. But if you look at it, there's a number of guys in the game. Morning. Look at Paul Murphy, right? He's one of the most balanced guys I've ever seen to talk about the game. Morning. To be fair, Eddie Brennan, similar, James O'Connor, right? They're very, very balanced guys, um, and they're fair but judgmental at the same time. Um, you know, I think that's, and I think that's what anyone is looking for. But I suppose Kieran has worked under some of the most scrutinized scrutinised conditions any intercounty manager has faced. Um, you know, I do believe that Cork is still the most attractive, Cork manager's job is still the most attractive in the country. The some people are probably looking at their computer screens already to say, what is this guy on about? That's my opinion, right? Um, as we know what to say about opinions, but that that's another story. Um I do I do believe it's the most uh, prestigious job in hurling um but again it's the most scrutinized and you know whatever about national media etc some of the i suppose some of the harshest scrutiny has come from people within Cork um Who's people that, who've man? worn the red jersey people who've stood in the line doing certain roles uh as part of Cork set up etc so you know, it, it, it it's tough to take in that circumstance. You know, it, it's tough. It's tough that to, it's tough when you're on your own turn and you uh, and you all haven't started it, t- to, to throw to trust mar- marks, um, digs. You know, who though, Joe? Like who? Like I, I don't know the local media. Who are you referring to here? I sure no, guys. You're on social media as much as anyone, but I, you know, but not you're clever enough to figure out uh, uh, what, what has what has been going on um, over the last while. Um, you know, our training venues are questioned, our loyalty to senior players is questioned that we alienate them, along as, you know, various, various other things. So, look, it's a, it's a minefield. If you want to dig into it, you know, I've no doubt you'll find all that information for yourselves.
1: So you're referring to, like, you know, maybe the Horgan decision that he didn't start. Um, and I, I'd imagine now, like... People forget that this is an amateur game, right? And the scrutiny sometimes is way over the top. And from your perspective, that must be a pain in the hole at times.
2: Absolutely. But, lads, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone has one, right? So, that, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Um, you know, there was a guy, right? Let, let, let's be straight, right? There was a guy questioned our loyalty to, to senior players, had we alienated some of them, right? The same guy who questioned our loyalty once he was deemed surplus to requirements by Kieran, you know, Jump ship on the very club who gave him the opportunity to to play for Cork and move back across the border. So, you know there, there there's certain little elements and little things in around this that that are very very hard to take. You know,
0: how how does that seep into your thinking then, Dermot? Are, are you on social media yourself, or, or how does it become apparent to you that this sort of stuff is is being said?
2: As much as you try to, to block it out, guys, it's it's always seeping because all there's all you'll always meet someone during the day or the course of uh, of your week and say, "Shit, did you see such and such a fella? Did you see this guy's podcast? Um, did you read this guy's report? Did you see this guy in the Sunday game?" As much as you like to keep it out, you'll always get fed back into you. But you just have to you just have to switch out. Um, we believe we gave everything to the cause. We did everything in the right in the right manner to. To bring car Hurling forward, so you know we can we can move out of the job with uh with our with our heads held high. Um, over the course of the last three years, so you know 20, 21, 22, 20 and twenty one were you know dictated by COVID in some manners. This year was probably the first first year that we got a real crack at the championship. So yeah, look, we can go out with our heads held high.
0: So, so just to sum up, it was it was people criticising the, the the training venues, the, the loyalty to older players, and uh, I guess it's it's something that you can't avoid. And yourself and Kieran are talking about this. Is is it a, a thing that the, the the players are talking about as well? And and does it feed into their performances?
2: No, absolutely not. Myself, Kieran, Pat, and Noel. Not for one second did we give it any thought because we knew what we were doing on the field was the right thing. Um, the players. Okay, if you look at it right, we we were on a run of nine out of ten games where we were. You know, we were undefeated early in the year. Obviously the National League final was a disappointment for us, right? But following that National League final, Waterford were the benchmark, they were the team to beat. You know, how could anyone stop them from going up the, the steps of the Hogan stand was the narrative that was built around that. Um while well, all the time while that was going on, we were trying to get ourselves ready to play to play Limerick. Um you know, so like it, it just brought in a little mini run where every team goes through a dip. We were no different to others. We we had a dip, but it was the way our our um, our performances were scrutinised, our, our the way we played the game, the the way we were tactically set up, um, questions around were we capable of doing it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It wasn't just you know around training venues, or the de- de- alienation of um, of of older players, you know. So it, it was just a multitude and a mix of things. But we were big boys. We were able to block the noise out, you know. Um, when referred to it as Spanish, I can't speak Spanish, so I don't really understand it. So, so I keep it on the outside, you know, uh, Pat Mulcahy, interview the Echo on
1: Monday. To be honest, you don't understand the national media stuff. are a bit removed from Cork. It's more sound bites by and personal. What did hurt was a negative reaction from former Cork players, particularly those who have platforms on podcasts and social media. Some of that stuff came across as unhelpful and have, as having an agenda behind us. Like, I think that, that's the important thing there, German.
2: Well, look, I, I can't speak for Pat guys. Um, you know, I can only I can only talk through what, what you know, my feelings, and what we what we um, went through during the season and agenda. Um, yeah. Some of them guys, if you look through it, there, there's history between certain members of previous previous management, old, man, old management who would be involved in our backroom teams. Um, you know, so, yeah, there will be history there. I'm not going to give you a history lesson. If you want to if you want to dig into it a bit deeper, you'll see the rationale and the reason for Pat's statement, because, you know, at some stages through the careers of, of these, um, these guys on their podcasts, or social medias, um, have, um, have crossed paths with member of management uh, down through the years. Um, Sorry, go ahead to,
0: on. I was just going to ask, like, um, you, obviously we don't want really to do the history lesson, but is there still divisions in Cork when we go back to, to the very obvious uh, moments of the 2000s? Is there still divisions from, from that moment, do you feel?
2: Uh on, on, on no doubt there's there's underlying issue there no doubt there's underlying currents there all the time um but look once you're once you're in a job like ours um that we've been privileged let me let me let me state that for the record we've been absolutely privileged in myself and here we've had five years um you know privilege privilege is probably doing doing it an injustice. So, um, but that was the most important thing for us. Yeah, you would have underlying corns, you'd have everything else, but you know, the privilege for us to to um, to be involved with with the Cork senior hurling squad for uh, for five years was, you know, it was
0: um, it, it's it's hugely proud for us and our families. You know, uh, absolutely. But I guess then when you look at other setups in, in Gaelic games like Limerick at the moment and what they've done, it's it's everybody. Getting behind them, rowing behind the team, going into one direction. The Dubs very much got their resources in line and 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 made the best of their situation uh, at the end of the of the two thousands. Like, do you look at those setups and do you look at those counties and say if we could get everybody on side and corked, that the potential potentially hasn't been realised and could be realised over the next little while?
2: To be honest, I don't think you need everyone on side. Um, all you need is is the group of players in the backroom team you have. um, involved in a given season to be onside you know you keep you keep the spanish out you you look after what's inside your own four walls you can only get what's inside your own four walls right you can't worry about what goes on outside it because if you do then you 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 know there's there's too many variables and too many things come into it so we always concerned ourselves with ourselves um but yes you're right in relation to, to limerick and dublin they have you know, they've moulded they, they molded something that was really, really strong and they're now bearing fruit for us.
1: Just briefly now, so we have a couple more questions for you. Just uh,
2: how do you think Pat Ryan will get on? Wonderful. Pat Ryan is a brilliant, brilliant guy with a brilliant attitude. And I think Pat, with the group of players that we have left and the, the, the group of the, and the, a number of players that are coming behind, I think Pat and his income, incoming management team will have a wonderful opportunity to... Um, to bring car Corning back, uh, back to where it needs to be. My final
1: question for you is Would this put you off going in again? All this crap that you're alluding to this morning.
2: <laughs> um, I'm thick skin, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let's be honest. I, it, 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 some of it does concern me because when it comes from your own, it's probably, it's probably hard to take. Um, you know, but the, the there's reason behind everything why people do this. So look you can't you can't question per, pe- persons um the rationale or the reasoning for for pursuing um pursuing car management over the last while. Um no. I, I wouldn't think so. I look again, car hurling, in my in my opinion, right, and everyone is entitled to theirs, um, is the most prestigious job in her, in the game of hurling. So you know, never say never to anything, I suppose, I suppose what I'm saying.
0: I guess having seen them both up close, Steamer, did it uh, be foolish for us to leave you go without asking you who's going to win the final? I mean, you've seen um, them both. Obviously, the the, the situation with um, Limerick this year has just been one of these where they seem to be back to a level where they're hungrier than ever, I guess, two years with with COVID will do that to them. And obviously, you've seen Kilkenny down through the last few years as well. So can Limerick be stopped, I guess, next weekend?
2: Um, can Limerick be stop next weekend? Like there were for years, there was a thing you would be foolish to back against, against Kilkenny. You know, and in Kilkenny in and finals, you know, when the same question was wrote there, um, you'd be you'd be foolish to back against Kilkenny. I um, think no, 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 Limerick are so comfortable and so calm, in in every situation, every facet of the game, you'd have to you you'd be foolish to look beyond Limerick. Well, I know that's a contradiction that you'd never look beyond Kilkenny in a final because what we saw from Brian Cody's team last week was was reminiscent of years gone by. Um, that rawness, that hunger, that aggression—it was. It's incredible to think Brian has transitioned a new team to get to an All Ireland final like that. We faced ninety percent of that team ourselves last year in All Ireland semi-final, and you know it was obvious that there was something coming. But for Brian to transition that group, where again, right? he was scrutinized and heavily scrutinized by Kilkenny and the hurling media when when he didn't step away um, follow, following that defeat last year so look he's galvanized that um, but just you know Limerick eh, what can you say about them they're, they're they're the benchmark um it's just they're longer on their journey guys and on, on that basis you know you'd have to give them um you'd have to give them the nod will you yeah. hopefully you'll be able to enjoy it in some shape or form anyway jeez no lads that's a big statement (laughs) brilliant having you on German (laughs) cheers guys appreciate it
1: OTB
0: AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar